Praise the Lord. Good morning and God bless to you and everyone that is under the sound of my voice. I thank God uh, for another day. I thank God for the start of another journey. Yes, I thank God for his spirit that runs through my body. Yes, I fashion myself to be a conduit. Yes, with the spirit of the Lord flowing through my body from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Yes, I am in the presence of the Lord. He is in me as I am in him. Yes, abide in me and I in you. Yes, so I thank God for that blessing today. And I am confident that the spirit of the Lord is with me every single day, every minute, every hour, every second. This is the Faith Power Hour, where we have been discussing, yes, a closer relationship with God. My heart, my desire is God. Yes, the place where we encourage the lost and the found to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. But acknowledge him in all your ways, and he shall direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord, and flee from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Yes, this is the place where we encourage the lost, that they would seek God, that they would come to know God as we do, as the found of God, that they will know him and give their life to him before it is too late. Yes, there are so many things happening in this world that even the found of God must put their trust in him even deeper. And so as we have been learning these past few sessions about seeking God, my heart, my desire is God. Our last quest will be on fasting. Yes. We're going to talk about fasting today. Fasting is a way of drawing nearer to God. From the Old Testament down to the New, fasting was one of the things that people did in order to reach God. And sometimes it was in desperation and other times it was just for uh, a, a way of connecting with him to be in his presence even more. It is not like we're not in the presence of God, but it is to seek him more, to seek his face, to feel him the more. I don't know about you, but I want him more and more in my life each and every day. I can never get enough and I will never be satisfied Lord, I need to feel your spirit every single day, and I need you to do something different in me every single day. I live for the love of God in my life, and that love that he gives to me, I, in turn, give it to others. Yes, I share that love. It makes me feel so good that I want to share that love with others. That's the way it should be. Yes, God is so good and his mercy endures forever. And I want to be able to have mercy on others just as God has mercy upon me. 
He said, be ye perfect, for I am perfect. I shine on the just just as well as the unjust. I reign on the just just as well as the unjust. Yes, God is a God of spirit. Yeah, a God of spirit. And so in order for that spirit to be upon you, you have to seek him. But now we're going to talk about fasting in the way of drawing near unto God. We're going to be in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, 14, 15. And then we're going to also go to the book of James. The book of James, chapter 4. Yes, come on and go with me. Chapter 4. And we're going to read down from 7 to 11. 7 to 11. Is that all right? 7 to 11. Chapter 4, 7 to 11. Praise the Lord. And we're going to also go to the Old Testament. We're going to go to the book of Psalms. And we're going to read uh, Psalms 35. Yeah, then we're going to read Psalm 69. I want you to be with me. So in order to be with me, you have to get your Bibles. Yes, I want you to get your Bibles so we can read together. And we understand about fasting. Yes, and what it takes to draw near unto God. It is very important that fasting be part of your life. Fasting should be part of every child of God's life. No one, no child of God, no Christian should leave fasting out as one of the tools that will draw them nearer to God. It is a tool. Yes, it is a worship. Fasting is a worship, and that's what we do best. We worship God. So come on and go with me while I pray. Get your Bible set. Pray with me. Father God, we thank you for another day, another hour that you have given unto us, O Lord God, to enjoy your word, to hear from you. Yes, Lord God, to allow your spirit to dwell within our bodies, that we will be a conduit, O Lord God, hallelujah, for your power. Yes, the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah, that will dwell down inside of us, oh Lord God, unleashing, hallelujah, yes Lord God, the manifestation of you, oh Lord God, that people will see the light, yes Lord God, hallelujah, but we will achieve, hallelujah, that purpose, hallelujah, that we have sought, oh Lord God, in you, yes Lord God, there's a purpose, Lord God, and we just want a closer relationship with you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, come into this lesson, O Lord God, and teach us from heaven to earth. O Lord God, allow the ears of those who will hear to hear, O Lord God, that they will understand, O Lord God, and be obedient unto your word. Right now, Father God, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wow. Our first scripture that we want to go to is in the book of Matthew. 
we're going to talk about the need to fast. There was a question asked to Jesus by John's disciples. They asked Jesus here in verse 14 of chapter 9 of Matthews. They say, then came to him the disciples of John saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often? But thy disciples fast not. At this point, they're claiming that they fast all the time. And, but they notice that the disciples of Jesus Christ never fast. So Jesus would eloquently answer this question in verse 15. And Jesus said unto them, Can the bride, can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. Jesus was allowing them to know that there was no need for the disciples to fast at this time because he was with them. Everything that they needed, everything that they desired, everything that they wanted was right there at their fingertips. They didn't have to seek him because he was right there, yes, in spirit and in truth. He was full human and full deity. And so they had the human aspect of Jesus in their lives, along with the deity, the spirit of God, the spirit of the living God, right there with them. They didn't need or want for anything. I like the psalmist. David wrote, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When we say these words, we know that they are true to us because who God is to us. And for this reason, The children, hallelujah, the disciples did not have to fast because they knew what they had with them was their everything. Did not have to want for his spirit because his spirit was walking with them. They had no desire for that because their desire, their heart's desire was right there with them. Yes, they didn't have to seek him. They woke up with him. Yes, Lord God. They went to sleep together and they woke up together. Yes, they traveled the world together. The journey that Jesus took, the disciples took with him. They had his essence all over them. But then he explained that one day he wouldn't be there anymore. Yes, he would go away. And he constantly, uh, periodically, would tell his disciples about his pending going away. Yes, yes. That he had to go away. He had to be crucified. He had to be scourged. He had to turn himself over to man. Yes, he, he explained to them that the day was coming where he would no longer be with them. Yes, John 14 Uh, you will hear him speak to them and tell them that he was going away. And sorrow began to hit them at that time. This would be the time where they would have to seek him 
They would have to pray. They would have to fast. They would have to subject themselves. But not right now. Not right now. Praise the Lord. I thank God because fasting is one of the ways right now we, hallelujah, can have the manifestation of Christ in our life. Yes, even the more. I want to say even the more because I know I have him with me, but there's times in my life where I will have to seek him even more. Yes, I will. Trouble will arise in my life. Yeah. Or someone may be sick. Oh, Lord God, there may be a situation in my life where I need to fast and pray. And even if there is nothing else, hallelujah, going on, no circumstances, no issues or concerns, I still need to fast and pray just to feel the presence of the Lord in my life. Come on and go with me to the book of James. I want to read something for you from chapter 4, if I may. Praise the Lord. Chapter 4 of James. And I want you to hear what James is saying. James, the brother of Jesus Christ, yes, he wrote these words. We're going to start at verse 7. In verse 7, he says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. In verse 8, he says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, yes, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Right here, he's telling us to draw nigh unto God. He's talking about sinners, uh, how they need to come to God. We are all sinners, but we're saved by grace. We're no longer living in a world of sin, but we're living in a world of grace. Hallelujah. Salvation given to us by God. But if we are to feel his presence, we have to draw nigh. He says, draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. Yes, every day of our lives, we have to be seeking God in a way that cleanses. You have to cleanse the vessel. You have to prepare yourself in a way that will be acceptable to God for him to come into your life. And so I wanted to read that for you because James is allowing the sinner to know that in order for God to dwell in you and you in him, you need to cleanse yourself. You need to change your mind about the things that you were doing. God is not going to abide in any type of sin. He just will not. So the vessel that God abides in has to be cleansed. Yes, cleansed of all sin. Yes. We don't go and put on dirty clothes and go out 
into the workforce. No, we put on clean clothes and go into the workforce, hallelujah, because that is the way it's supposed to be. God himself is not going to put himself in anything that's dirty or filthy, and you can't expect him to. This is why when we fast and pray, we must ensure that we are prepared to meet the Lord God. Yes, prepare yourself to meet the Lord God. In many different ways, God tells us that if there's anything that is not like him in us, we need to clean it up so that he can live down inside of us. Yes, it is so important for our bodies to be holy and be righteous, to be the temple of the living God. Paul talks about that in the book of Corinthians. Your body is a temple, the temple of the living God. Know ye not that your body is the temple of God. Yes, Lord God, I thank you. Come on, let's go. Let's go to the book of Psalms. There's sometimes there's a right way and there's a wrong way of fasting. And by reading the Bible, we can just about figure it out. But we need to take some time out and read our words so that God can enlighten us and so that we won't be fasting the wrong ways. I'm here in Psalm 69. And I just want to read a little bit more with you in your hearing. Psalm 69, praise the Lord, starting at the first verse. Save me, O God. And this is David, a cry for help. Listen to the words of David. Save me, O God, for the waters are come in unto my soul. I sink in deep miry, where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dried. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. David is at a point where he needs the presence of God in his life more. Not that he does not have the presence of God in his life, but he needs God more. Now he's calling on God to help him. I need your help, Lord God. And that's what we do. We don't run to other people uh, for help, hallelujah, but we go to our Lord and our Savior, the Deliverer. Yes, we go to him in prayer. We go to him in supplication. We go to him with thanksgiving and praise. But David here is crying out to the Lord for a situation in his life. Verse 3, he says, I am weary of my crying. My throat is dry. Mine eyes fell while I wait for my God. Verse 4, he says, They that hate me without cause are more than the hairs of mine head. 
They that would destroy me, being mine enemies wrongfully, are mighty, then I restored, hallelujah, then I restored that which I took not away. He did nothing to these people and they hate him without cause, David is saying. I wrongfully, they come after me to destroy me. For what reason? I have done nothing to them. We will have people who just will hate us just because. And so, David is feeling the retribution, hallelujah, of those people who are hating him for no reason at all. Makes no sense to David. He says here in, 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 in verse 4, he says, They that hate me without cause are more than the hairs of mine head. There is just too many of them, Lord, and they're ready to destroy me. Verse 5, he says, O God... Thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from thee. Again, James, in the book of James, he was talking about confessing your sins and preparing yourself, hallelujah, for the Lord to draw nigh unto you. You draw nigh unto him, he will draw nigh unto you. Listen, fasting and praying to God, hallelujah, cleaning up your vessel, prepare yourself, hallelujah, and God will come to you, but you must prepare yourself. Fasting is a way of subjecting yourself. You you may not eat or drink for a couple of days, maybe for a week, maybe for 20 days, 30 days, however long it may be. It is your time to afflict yourself, yes, to suffer for the coming of the Lord in your life. That's what fasting is all about. What are you giving up? Hallelujah that God may come to you. Here David begins to talk about his sins as James did, hallelujah. In the book of James chapter four, he begins to talk about the sin, hallelujah, that we need to purify ourselves, James said. He says here, David says, oh God, thou knowest my foolishness and my sins are not hid from thee. Let not them that wait on thee, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed for my sake. Let not those that seek thee be confounded for my sake, O God of Israel. Lord God, we need to see you now. There's trouble in the land and I have enemies, O Lord God, more than I can number. And I need to see you, Lord. And I'm calling upon you now. I'm cleansing myself and preparing myself for you. He says, because for thy sake I have borne reproach. It was because of you, Lord God, that people are after me. Jesus said in the word, in the gospels, he said, they hate you because they hate me. So don't get upset. Don't be offended that people hate you. You got to know because you love me. It's all about me. That's why they draw hatred unto you. But again, at those times, we need to call upon the name of the Lord to give us comfort, to give us joy in our hearts. And so now it is time that there are special times in our life where we must fast and pray. Yes, my heart 
my desire is God. And this is one way, hallelujah, that we draw nearer unto him, fasting and praying. He says, because, hallelujah, for thy sake, I have borne reproach, shame have covered my face. He says in verse 8, I am become a stranger unto my brethren and an alien unto my mother's children. For the zeal of thine house have eaten me up and the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that was to my reproach, I made sackcloth also my garment, and I became a proverb to them. They that sit in the gates speak against me, and I was the song of drunkards. He began to fast. He began to put on sackcloth and ashes. He began to subject himself, yes, so that he can feel the presence of the Lord and draw help from God. I'm fasting, Lord God, because I need you. This is one way, this is one reason why we fast, to draw near unto God. This is really the only reason why we fast, but there is, there is certain situations that cause us to fast, but the fast is to draw near unto God. Listen to what 13 says, draw nigh and redeem my soul. David is asking God to come near and save him. 13, but as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord, in an acceptable time. O God, in the multitude of thy mercy, hear me in the truth of thy salvation. 14, deliver me out of the miry and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from them that hate me and out of the deep waters. Hallelujah, Lord, I need you to help me. Let not the water flow overflow, overflow me. Neither let the deep swallow me up and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, 17 and all, and hide not thy face from thy servant, for I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Yes, Lord God, draw nigh unto my soul and redeem it, deliver me because of mine enemies. I need you now, Lord. I thank God. Hallelujah. Fasting, yes, gives you the ability to draw nearer unto God. Hallelujah. Because he sees you afflicting yourself. He sees you preparing yourself for his coming. And he will come. He is a God who says, I am a I am an ever-present help in the time of trouble. Fasting is a way of drawing near unto God. Come on, let's go to Psalms 35. Psalms 35, praise the Lord. As we begin to end our session on my heart, my desire is God. 
God wants you to know that there are times where you will need to fast and pray. You will need to call upon his name. See, the question was asked in the book of Matthew about the disciples and why they did not have to fast. And as we said earlier, the presence of the Lord was right there in spirit and in truth, walking with them. Now we worship him in spirit and in truth. And that worship also includes fasting and prayer. We should have a lifestyle of fasting. We should always, every child of God should have a prayer life. Yes, our ability to talk with God and communicate with him gives him, hallelujah, a, 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 a connection hallelujah, to us, a desired connection because he wants to speak to us as well. So as we begin to draw near to him, our relationship begins to thicken. It begins to be closer than it ever was. And we get to find that love and that mercy and that comfort overwhelming spirit of God in our lives. That's what we live for. That is what the child of God lives for the overwhelming presence of God in their lives every single day. Yes, fasting and praying is a way of achieving that. Psalms 35, praise the Lord. And we'll be at 13, verse 13 and 14. And as God will lead us, we will read. He says, but as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled myself. Hallelujah. I humbled my soul with fasting. And my prayer returned into mine own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. But mine adversaries... They rejoiced and gathered themselves together. Yea, the objects, hallelujah, gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They did tear me and cease not. With hypocritical mockers in feasts, they gnashed upon me with their teeth. That was 14, 13 to 16. I'm, I'm, I'm getting here. The reason he was fasting again is as was in 69. The enemy had rose up against him. They again are attacking. Hallelujah. They are attacking David. And David now here in chapter 35 is praying for safety. But David turned it around on his enemies. He says, they are after me, but I love them, he says. And he says, when they were sick, I, I afflicted myself with fasting and I began to pray for them. Yes, see, even as the word of God tells us, we should love our enemies, bless them that curse you. Yes, if your enemy thirsts, give him drink. If he hunger, give him food to eat. David now was showing kindness even to those who wanted to hurt him. And when they were sick, he would dress himself in sackcloth and ashes and fast, hallelujah, for his enemy. And pray unto God. Yes. And he need, he was asking God, 
to heal them. Fasting is a way, hallelujah, where we don't just fast for ourselves, but we fast for others. Yeah. A right way of fasting is that fast that we do for the downtrodden, for the oppressed, for those who are poor and needy. Yeah. Not a selfish fast where it's always about us. But we should seek the Lord with fasting and praying for the poor, for the sick, for the helpless, for those who have nothing, oh Lord God. Hallelujah. And everybody is biting at them and never helping them. We're praying, oh Lord God, for those who are sick today. Are you fasting today? Fasting is so very important. To draw nearer unto God, not for selfish reasons, but for a purpose. Yes. And this David did. David was able to go to the Lord in prayer for his enemies. Yes, for those who would hurt him. He was able to go to the Lord and seek God for help for his enemies. Praise the Lord. I thank God today that we are here and that we understand When we draw near to God, he draws near unto us. When we afflict ourselves, God begins to come into our lives and give us just what we're seeking for, his presence. Moses was up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights and he ate nothing, but he didn't need anything. Why? because he was in the presence of the Lord. And he was there to write the 10 commandments, the law of God. And being in the presence of God filled him up from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet till he became like a light. Yeah, he became that light, that God, the light, the extension of God, yes that bright and shining morning star. Yes. But he got something that he never expected that he would get when he asked the Lord to show him his glory. He said, show me your glory. He asked God to let him see him. And God said to Moses, he said, you know, I cannot let you see me lest you die. But he said, I'll do you this one favor. And he told him to go hide himself in the cleft of the rock. And he went into the cleft of that rock. And he says, when I pass by, I'll let you see the back of me. Moses was so close to God at that time. Yes, he sought God through fasting and praying. Yes. He dwelt with God all that time. How about you? Do you want to be in the midst of God? Yes, the way Moses was. I pray that you understand today 
that in order to draw near to him, you must subject yourselves. We constantly have to live a life of righteousness in order for the presence of God to be in our lives. There is no other way for us to have that beauty, that joy of knowing that God is with us day in and day out. It it doesn't take fasting all the time, but this is the hope that every child of God has, that we will feel his presence through and through. I love the Lord so much And today, I just wanted you to know that God loves you too. And if you draw nigh unto him, he will draw nigh unto you. He will not deny you his presence. One of the books in the Bible, John 15, it tells us about that abiding in him as he will abide. Hallelujah in us. He will come and make his abode with us, Jesus proclaimed. Yes. I am the vine and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. I need you to know that the vine is Jesus Christ and we are the branches and God is watching over and he's he's procuring this tree. He's procuring the children of God that is hooked to Jesus Christ's son. He says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Again, we are clean. You must clean up your vessel. And one of the ways of doing that is by reading the word of God and allowing the word of God to wash you. Ephesians 5, 26, by the washing of the water of the word. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. We need to abide in God. We need to abide in Jesus Christ. He says again, he repeats himself again in verse 5. He says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my word abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Do you hear what Jesus is saying? If you just stay with him, stick with him, keep yourself from all evil, you can ask, yes, 
and you shall receive. Right now, we're talking about asking God for a closer walk with him. Asking God to allow us to feel his presence evermore. Yes. I want you to write that down. I want to feel his presence evermore. I need to stay connected to the vine. This is where I draw my strength. This is where I draw my power. This is where I am able. Yes, Lord God, this is where I am able. We finish up here. He says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is the commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. I need you to know that this is a close relationship. When you fast, you draw this kind of relationship these words that Jesus is speaking right now. He says, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that ye should go forth and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Praise the Lord. We thank God for the reading of his word. We thank God for his love and his mercy. We thank God for this session on my heart, my desire is God. The tool, fasting and praying. Yes, the worship, fasting and praying. Fasting is a worship. And I thank God that I am able to subject myself time and time again to feel his Holy Spirit in my body. Yes, I thank God today. This is the Faith Power Hour once again, encouraging you to keep the faith, to fast and pray. Yes, that you enter not into temptation, For we know the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, 
and he shall direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and flee from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. I thank you, Lord God, for another day, another day's journey. Father God, if there is someone out there right now listening and you do not know Jesus for the remission of your sins, then I would say these words that I am about to say. Say, Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. And before you, Lord God, only have I sinned. I confess this day, O Lord God, and ask that you will cleanse me and prepare me. Wash me and make me clean, O Lord God. Forgive me, O Lord God. I repent of my sins and seek your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross, O Lord God, to give me victory over sin and shame. I believe that you rose again in three days, O Lord God, that I might have the right to the tree of life. You made it possible for me. Lord God, I believe that you are the son of the living God. And I thank you right now, Father. I need you in my life. Save me, Jesus. Father God, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. If you have spoken these words to Jesus Christ, welcome to the household of faith, the body of Christ. Lord God, we thank you right now for everything that you have done, everything that you plan to do. Lord God, right now we're praying, oh Lord God, for the sick and the shut-in. We're praying for the Nance family who have lost a grandson, a brother, oh Lord God, an uncle, oh Father God, a friend. We're praying for their continued strength, oh Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're praying, oh Lord God, for those stricken with COVID, for the battles family, oh Lord God, that you will heal them. Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you will cover them with your blood. We're praying for the Banks family, Lord God, the Patilla family, oh Lord God. We're praying that you will heal the sorrow, oh Lord God, of Mother Banks, oh Lord God, as she takes her journey, as she takes her flight. Lord God, we're praying right now, Lord God, that you will hold the hands, oh Lord God, of those who are weak. Yes, Lord God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we're praying, oh Lord God, for those who are stricken with cancer. Yes, Lord God, we need you. We need you, Lord. We're praying for those, oh Lord God, hallelujah, who are stricken with drug addictions and alcoholism. Lord God, we're praying that you will deliver them. We're praying, Lord God, hallelujah, for our children as they begin to get ready to enter back into the school system. Lord God, as they prepare themselves to be educated, we're praying that, Lord God, you will keep them from all hurt, harm, and all danger, keeping the hand of the enemy off of our children, Lord God. Yes, Lord God, we know that the enemy is running to and fro, up and down the earth, seeking whom he may devour. And so right now, Lord God, we're asking you to watch over our children everywhere, oh Lord God, in every nation, oh Lord God. For the children do not have to suffer anything by the hands of evil people. 
Yes, Lord God, bless them and keep them. Cause your face to shine upon them and give them peace in their lives and allow them to get their education. Lord, we thank you right now. We're believing it and we're receiving it in your name. Yes, Lord God. Father, we thank you. We love you, Lord. We love you. Yes, Lord God, for the household of faith, we're praying. Lord, we're praying. Yes, Lord God that you will keep us forever protecting us. We thank you for Pastor Keita. Yes, Lord God, we thank you for Bishop White. We thank you for First Lady Lorraine, Elder Syrett. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we're praying for every minister, oh Lord God, hallelujah, of the cloth. Yes, Lord God, we're praying for your almighty hand to be in our lives. And we thank you now, Father God, we give you the glory and we give you the honor yes all that is due to you in Jesus name we pray amen 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 God bless you God bless you God bless you God bless you I love you and I want you to know God loves you too be encouraged hold on to his unchanging hand yes The light is shining in you. In Jesus' name, amen.